Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got some great compliance stories, and our first story of the day is from Itchy Spider Uthole. You'd like a video resume? You got it. Okay, so this happened about seven years ago, and I just never really thought to share it here until now. I was looking for jobs in small shops in my town. I had just recovered from a nervous breakdown, so my husband was stressing that the goal of this job was to dip my toes back into daily life, which meant anything that even hinted at being stressful was not an option. We were very, very poor, and husband was working three jobs to keep us afloat while I recovered. He's quite literally the best. I dropped off my resume at a cute little shop and heard back by email, asking me to write a brief essay about why I wanted to work at her store. I knew I wasn't supposed to go work for someone difficult, but I was trying to stay positive, so I wrote the essay. It felt weird and insulting to have to find different ways to be like, I'm super passionate about registers and dealing with rude people, but I did it. She then responded thanking me for my essay, and then asked me to create a video resume to make minimum wage at a small clothing store. Before my breakdown, I'd have been a comedian. My husband and I used to make sketch videos. So we had a green screen and a crappy camera and lights, everything left over from back when we did videos. So I decided to give her an intentionally awful video resume, which she was so pompous, egomaniacal and dense that she actually took it seriously. She then told me unfortunately I didn't present myself in a professional light and she wasn't interested in hiring me because the video didn't show me shining with customers. I responded by saying that I couldn't tell if she wanted a genuine applicant or a funny video, considering this entire exchange has been insulting enough that it must be a joke. I also thanked her because now my video was going slightly viral and it was because of her insulting behavior. She then asked me to come in for an interview to prove that she was doing this all in good faith. I then told her that it's not my job to make her feel better, but that she should be very careful asking for video resumes after an initial resume and an emailed essay as it begins to lean into the territory of wanting to see what the applicant looks like in case they don't fit her preferred aesthetic. Unfortunately for her, several others had experienced her and, upon seeing my video, it became a big conversation in the community and she had to do a lot of backpedaling. She temporarily closed her store until the situation was forgotten. I moved away and don't know if she's still around anymore, but to this day, I'm pretty sure she helped me make my video masterpiece that I just can't ever top. The video is actually amazing by the way, it's definitely a crappy camera on a green screen, clouds in the background, OP's in a goofy outfit and they're like, hi, I'm here to tell you why you should hire me today. Just like all around intentionally bad and cheesy to think that they would actually take this video seriously and say, well you didn't present yourself in a professional light. 
If there was ever a job you were applying for that asked for a video resume, would that be enough for you to give up on pursuing this job or would you consider actually doing the video resume? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Vard. Sir, let me finish. So I work tech support for helping some tax accountants. Basically, I do the general tech stuff, like printers not working, phones not ringing, internet exploding, or computers freezing, etc. But I don't do the tax stuff, as I don't know taxes and we have a separate department for that. Things like, the program's calculating my income tax wrong, is not me. Even if the tax pro feels 100% sure they did everything right, and it's for sure the computer having an error, we still need them to swing by the support team who does tax stuff to get their stamp of approval that it is a technical issue before we assist. Now I'm ad-libbing nonsense tax jargon so the details are wrong, but it's basically how the call sounded to me. So I get a call and I answer, hello, thank you for contacting f- Yeah, so hi, listen, I've got a 1040G DX9 error on the I-99G form, but it's calculating Louisiana tax instead of Ohio. And the diagnostic errors say, I say, sorry, ma'am, I think you, sir, please let me finish. So the diagnostic error says that Louisiana cannot claim that many dependents without an F14G. But I have the F14G attached, but it thinks it's an F15G, even though the claims DX4 has it under the second page of the 14% fiduciary claim and... Ma'am, sorry to interrupt, but you... Sir, please, I'm in a hurry here. Please don't interrupt. She then proceeded to talk about more tax jargon for what felt like five straight minutes. Then, when she was finally done, I just waited silently. Me, silent. Her, silent. Me, silent. She says, Okay, I'm done. What do I need to do? I say, You need to call correct department because this is a problem with the tax software and I'm your general tech guy for printers and computers and stuff. She says, what? So I have to repeat all that again? Why didn't you stop me? I say, I tried to. Twice. You yelled at me not to interrupt. Twice. So I didn't. She just huffed loudly and hung up. Best call ever. I think as long as her chowing into that phone doesn't, like, hurt your eardrums or anything, maybe it's kind of nice to go along for that ride. It's probably like 5 to 10 minutes of tax jargon description that you just don't have to spend doing some other kind of work. Heck, might as well pop up some like Reddit on your browser and just browse around till they finally stop talking. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Pavelexander. Sure, I'll leave the uniform the way it is and wear it at customer events. I used to work as a pastry chef for a catering company in Siberia. It had a very outdated provincial charm, like almost anything in Siberia. But that doesn't mean that my boss didn't sometimes desperately try to up his game and be modern and experimental. No, not with the food. At some point he figured that it would be a good idea to send some chefs to the events and let them plate the food they made in front of the customers for entertainment. He also wanted to incorporate plating gimmicks like beetroot foam or some nitrogen tricks that had to be made on the spot, so we needed us chefs there, not just servers. This meant that he introduced new uniforms that are supposed to be more elegant looking for the customer events. When he got the new uniforms, he gave them out to the chefs who were meant to go to the events and be seen by customers, and I was one of them. 
Don't get me wrong, I love doing catering at weddings and so on, cause you can witness all the family drama without having to worry about your family or feeling embarrassed for anyone. It's like watching trash TV in real life. But the thing is, I'm very tall, 199 centimeters or 6 foot 6, and very thin, 55 kg or 120 pounds, and alter all my uniforms to make them fit me better. My boss came and gave me the uniform. I asked if I should try it on, and he said, no time for that. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Just try it on at home and wear it to the event. He said he gave me the biggest size, so it has to fit. I could already see that the chef pants had a thin material and the legs were super wide, but didn't look that long. I asked my boss if I could alter them to fit better, and he got pissed and said it's company property, and I can't alter them because someone else has to wear them. I go home and lo and behold, the pants are so wide they barely stay on my body, but end way above the ankles and the chef jacket is also too short. I figure that I could use a safety pin to make the elastic waistband a bit more tight and then pull the pants up to my belly button and then the chef jacket will cover everything apart from a part of my heavily tattooed lower arms. Okay, maybe I can wrap a towel and no one will notice. And for my legs, maybe I can wear boots that are a bit high, because since we're not actually really cooking or in the kitchen, I may not have to wear safety shoes. Next day at work, we prepare the van to the location. My boss won't join, so before we go, I tell him about my plan to make the uniform work for me. To be fair, my boss is stressed, because as always, everything was an uncoordinated mess. He just started yelling at me that the safety pins damage the fabric and it's a safety hazard. Why is it called safety pin then? And that I have to wear safety shoes and that this is professional chef attire. And we should all look the same because we appear as a brand and that it's not about my fashion choices. Okay, fine, I'll comply. I go to the event, put on my new uniform in the changing room. The chef jacket sleeves end in the middle of my forearms. It doesn't cover my belly because the pants sit dangerously low on my hips because that's the furthest point they can slide down to. Basically, I look like a mixture between a chef and an early 2000s pop star with their low-rise jeans. I looked like I was one wrong move away from accidentally flashing someone. And for my legs? 
I decided that I can cover my legs by wearing Christmas stockings. Yes, very obnoxious ones with grinning Santa and ornaments and whatnot. They were sticking out from my safety shoes. Boss didn't say anything about socks, so I guess that's fine. I go out, do the job, but kind of preoccupied with keeping my pants where they're meant to be. And guess what? Guests actually complained about how I was dressed. Next day after the event, my boss had surely heard about it. Boss called me over and got mad at me for not dressing how he told me to. I said, but I did. You wanted me to wear the uniform that does not fit at all, and you didn't want me to do anything about it. He said, I want you to figure out a way to wear the uniform without showing your belly and without damaging the uniform. Okay, say no more. What if I wore just one leg of the pants, like a skirt? I can tie the other leg around me and it would cover my belly and not damage the pants. So that's what I did to the next event. Did I have much leg room to move in? No. I walked up and down the display in tiny steps like some cartoon grandma. Of course, my boss wasn't happy with that either. He was so mad at me, but I kept saying, give me a solution then. And he just couldn't give me one. He was super annoyed and told me that it's not hard to figure this out. I said, I'm a chef, not a fashion designer, and if it's not hard to figure out, then give me a solution because I did what I could, and if you don't want me to do what I can, then tell me what to do about it. He yelled at me that I should know what's appropriate and what isn't, and I shouldn't play dumb, so I said, maybe I actually am dumb though, and left. Just so you know, I wasn't scared of getting fired because I was confident in the work I was doing. And my boss would have been insane to fire me over a uniform when we were already understaffed. So it was just satisfying that he had to put up with my stupidity regarding that. But honestly, what could I have done? If it doesn't fit, then it doesn't fit. I ended up being allowed to alter it, but only to make the waistband smaller without cutting it by sewing a loop together. As for the chef jacket, they got me a bigger one which wasn't the same brand as the others and had a different button color but they made me change the buttons. Honestly, I appreciate how humble OP's being about this. Even after all the experience, they say, it's just satisfying they had to put up with my stupidity. What stupidity did OP display here? They had a problem and reported it and was trying to problem solve whatever they were left with. And our final story of the day is from Mr. Ambulance Driver. Mop the floor? I worked in a retirement home where I took care of the people, but it was also my job that if there was a new arrival to take all information and put it in the dossier. It was a rich neighborhood, so lots of lawyers, judges, and business owners, most of them who act like normal people. One day I had an appointment in the apartment of a new arrival. The interview was at 2 o'clock, as I worked at 4 o'clock and I could do the interview paperwork. This woman arrived 2.20 with her husband, who was our new client and dropped the bag in the hallway and wanted to leave. So I informed her that I had to take the information first before she could leave. Very annoyed, she informed me with a snarky voice that she had no time for that. I informed her it's policy and it's her own fault she was late. She didn't like that but agreed to come to the room and have a talk. Her husband couldn't talk because of his dementia, but he was sweet. After taking the interview, she pointed at a small dirty spot on the floor and said, Oh, you can get a mob for that? It was literally a leaf that came in through the window. But as she asked me to get the mop, I did without a bucket of water or anything else, and put it in the room and walked away with the paperwork without saying anything. It was now 3.15, and because she was being so difficult, I still had to do a ton of work. 
While working, I heard her scream and shout for the manager of that floor. That's me. She went on about it was disrespectful to leave a mop and not clean the floor. My only response was a calm, that's not my job. So she asked who my master was. I said I don't have a master, but my supervisor's on the 3E floor at the end of the hall. I phoned the supervisor while she walked up and informed her about her rude and demeaning behavior and told her I stayed polite and calm, but I'm not going to mop the floor for a bloody leaf. She agreed and left the phone on while I hear the lady demanding I clean the floor while the supervisor calmly asked, who did you ask that to? She describes me as she already forgot my name. The supervisor said to her, of course, he's not going to clean the floor. He's too expensive to do such tasks. But the cleaner comes in two days. But if you want the floor to be cleaned, you got to do it yourself. The woman was probably shocked that we didn't jump through hoops for her and walked away silent. When she came past my office, she gave me a death look, but I didn't care. I finished my work. I could still visit some other patients who needed my immediate attention. After that, the lady knew that for me, the patients are number one. And if you're rude, I'm not going to do what you want. Regardless of rank in the world, it's always going to be pretty much a bold claim to see somebody working at a place and just assume that they're going to be one to pick up the mop and start mopping the floor. You can definitely tell this lady was very privileged by just expecting somebody to pick up that mop and get to it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy malicious compliance story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.